This is Tending Seeds, and I'm your host, Sarah, talking to you about homesteading, gardening, and herbalism. Hey, friends, the podcast is finally back. I know, I can hardly believe it either. A lot happened in 2021 that pulled me away from this project. I'll get into all of that at some later date, Um, some really big life changes, things that impact the farm and uh, the future of the herbal business. It is still continuing, just it's going to look different and it's going to be in a different place. But all of that said, uh, we'll cover that in a different episode. Right now, I am just so very excited to be back here again talking with you. Today's episode is going to focus on goal setting and life design, something you guys know I'm always super passionate about. I talk about it pretty frequently. It's a topic that I actually had planned out and in the works for quite a while for the podcast before I really knew that we were going to be basically taking a whole year off between seasons. But I think that it is a really good topic to bring back now, especially to kick off the third year and season of the podcast, and especially for the first episode of 2022. So yeah, I'm so happy that we're here. It feels really nice to be recording again and talking to y'all and making content. As we dive into this, I'm going to be sharing some of my guiding principles and beliefs with you today. Basically, some of the ideas that help to keep me moving forward in life um, and hopefully going in the right direction, or at least in the direction that I intend to be going. Sometimes we have to course correct, right? But I hope some of this will resonate and be useful to you. As always, though, keep whatever is actually going to work for you and leave behind anything else that doesn't fit. As the saying goes, your mileage may vary. So the first thing that I want to share with you is a Latin phrase that just from the moment I heard it felt really incredibly powerful and affirming. And that phrase is idem mutata resurgo, which roughly translates to, though changed, I rise again the same. I'm going to give you a brief overview of this nerdiness that I absolutely adore. And I want to dive into by reading just a short bit straight from Wikipedia about the history of the saying. I don't think I've talked here before about how much I love math, but I actually started college majoring in aerospace engineering and minoring in math. Numbers have always just made sense to me, and then learning about how math could be used to describe so many things found in the natural world was just a big braingasm for me, honestly. And so even as I got into farming and herbalism, uh, math has followed along with me, and I've you know never given up my love for it. Okay, here is that short overview from Wikipedia on the Latin phrase, Idem mutata resurgo. So this phrase was first known to be used by Jacob Bernoulli. He was a member of a very famous Swiss mathematical family, and the phrase actually appears on his tombstone. Bernoulli was referring to the fact that the logarithmic spirals are self-similar, meaning that when you apply any transformation to the spiral, the resulting spiral is congruent to the original untransformed one. And so these logarithmic spirals continually appear in nature. You've probably seen some of them before. A really famous one, or not famous, but a really well-known one that you can probably think of would be the curves on a nautilus shell, for instance. And he wrote, and this is what I really love about this. He wrote that the self-similar spiral, quote, may be used as a symbol either of fortitude and constancy in adversity. And I, yeah, I just absolutely love that. Like I said, so the Nautilus shell is one place where it appears. Some other places that we can find it in nature 
would be if you're watching the approach of a hawk pursuing its prey. So I love that, especially since today we're gonna be talking about, you know, pursuing and chasing our goals. So something kind of cool to keep in mind there. Also the arms of spiral galaxies, such as the arms of the Milky Way, the bands of hurricanes, and even the nerves of the human cornea. So I find it to be a really beautiful shape. I love that it occurs so frequently in so many places that we can find it both within ourselves and then in other parts of nature. And I also really love this idea of having this sort of inherent resilience and persistence that no matter what happens, I can continue to evolve and spiral outwards, changing, but also still remaining myself as that change occurs. Another thing that really attracted me to this concept of rising time and time again, changed but still fundamentally the same, is that logarithmic spirals are also known as growth spirals. Yeah, growth spirals. How cool is that? And that just seems like a perfect term to apply to how I view my own life and long-term goals that I'm always, you know, forever, always chasing different goals. And, you know, once you meet one, you're moving on to the next one. And hopefully those goals maybe help build upon each other um, and you're improving along the way and becoming a little bit better as you go. And, you know, the goals that you can attain 10 years from now, you're going to be successful in attaining those goals because of the work and the goals that you're working on right now. Um, Everything builds upon itself. So you can also think about that logarithmic spiral. I would really encourage you to, if you you know don't know about the, like the Nautilus shell or can't visualize what I'm talking about, pause this for a second, go ahead and Google it um, and see what it looks like and check it out. But now think about that also, how it would look in 3D, not just laid out on a flat surface on a piece of paper or in a photo. And so if you think about in 3D, what this looks like, it looks more like a cone with the center of the spiral Uh, as the peak of the cone. And so we can also find, I call these like upward spirals. We can find these upward spirals in nature as well. Another thing you can maybe help visualize with this, imagine if you're trying to cross over a mountain, right? Like what would the path look like? Or if you've ever driven in the mountains, if you see like a peak off in the distance, you're not just going to hike or, or drive your car in a perfectly straight line where you just aim for the peak of the mountain and you're just like, I'm just going to floor it. I'm just going to drive from the base straight upwards at the most like ridiculous angle possible, straight up to the peak and then down to the other side, right? That's not what we do. Think about like roads and, and pathways through the mountains. We circle them, right? That just makes more sense. It's a more natural spiral and way of doing this. You can also think about there are some spiritual traditions that talk about even like raising a cone of power through, you know, meditation or energy work or breath work. And, you know, it's a really powerful visualization tool to think about, you know, imagining this, you know, raising this like cone of power over yourself um, and then sending that energy up and out of yourself and out, you know, into the world for, you know, whatever spiritual purpose you were conducting that for at the time. So, you know, I think, again, these things pop up in a lot of different places in our lives. Um, I think they're really interesting to think about. I love that another name for these logarithmic spirals is growth spirals that just like, I think perfectly hits the nail on the head. But yeah, so thinking now, (laughs) that's my nerdy little background to this, thinking, you know, how do we apply these ideas to our goals? Um, I actually have a file on my computer called the upward spiral. (laughs) If you were a fan of Nine Inch Nails back in the day or even now, but you may have listened to their earlier album, The Downward Spiral. So this is sort of a tongue-in-cheek play to 
flip that around to be the upward spiral. And this is basically this file on my computer. This is like my most far reaching goal list that I'm always working on. And I'm not working on all of those goals all at the same time, but it's a place for me to have everything sort of laid out in a progressive order of here's what it would look like to work some of these goals, be successful at them. And then as I'm finishing each goal, then moving on to the next step or the next phase um, so that I'm moving upward around that spiral, upwards, circling the mountain, so to speak, you know, aiming for that peak, hopefully at some point. So I think it's important to think about the fact that our goals don't have to get knocked down one at a time. Like we're not playing dominoes. They don't have to all fall in a row where we're just working on, you know, one single goal. It makes more sense to me to be working on several goals at once, um, particularly maybe like one goal in each area of my life. If you've ever heard of something called the level 10 life, it's a planning tool some people use where your life is basically split into 10 different areas. You're evaluating on a scale of one to 10, um, how you feel about each area of your life, and then picking a few areas at a time to work on where you're trying to quote level up and move. You know, if you say, oh, I think my career is a six out of 10. What can I do this year to try to move it to a seven or an eight? Um, My home life, my spirituality, you know, whatever that might be. But you're not working on all 10 areas at once. That would be really overwhelming. But at the same time, we can probably extend ourselves to do more than just one area at the same time as well. So picking a few. Uh, So for example, for myself, I might have a farm goal that I'm working on for the year, a physical health goal, and maybe some sort of self-development goal that's not directly tied to like the farm or the business. Going back to those logarithmic growth spirals, um, when I think about this, I'm kind of imagining the different arms spiraling out of the Milky Way as these different goals that I'm working on. Another benefit to this is that it helps you to keep some balance uh, rather than focusing 100% of your attention on one goal or area of your life to the detriment of everything else. For me personally, this is something that I (laughs) honestly have always struggled with. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I have ADHD and it's also very easy for me uh, with that to have a tendency to hyper-focus and get really obsessive over whatever I'm currently into at any given moment. And like I said, um, but the flip side of having ADHD is that I have a lot of different interests, a lot of different things I'm, I'm wanting to be working on. And so it's always a struggle to find that balance of how can I keep working, keep making forward progress in many areas of my life, and also not just falling down into the really comfortable habit of, oh, I'm just going to block everything else out and ignore it um, and only focus on one thing. Actually, the year 2020 is a really good example of that for me that I can share with y'all. Because of COVID, the pandemic, um, stay-at-home mandates and stuff that happened that year, I really just threw myself into working on the farm and my herbal business, and I ignored everything else around me that was happening. And that was really made easier to do and more possible because, you know, there was no socialization happening. Things were shut down. People weren't going out. Um, One of the things that I realized a little bit too late that helped give me balance was having friends in my life that would kind of send me a text message every once in a while and say, hey, it's been too long since we saw you. Um, And that would kind of pull me out of it and go, oh, I need to go socialize with my friends and take a break. And that would kind of lend some balance to my life. Um, That didn't happen in 2020 because everyone was, you know, quarantining, staying at home and whatnot. And so I was really neglecting everything else in my life. You know, all of us, I'm sure, you know, had the same issues with lack of socialization. And, you know, that had an impact for a lot of us on, you know, like our mental health and stuff. But I was just working and cranking out just ridiculous hours just at home on the farm or on the 
on the podcast, on a million different things, all sorts of different projects and stuff. I was even neglecting, you know, my own health. Um, I just was not taking care of myself because I had just gotten so hyper-focused on, on just this, you know, big area of my life um, that I was ignoring everything else. And to be clear, no one else was demanding this of me. This was completely something I was doing to myself. And the result of that was that by the end of 2020, you know, once like the last holiday orders got, got, you know, sent out and it was time to maybe like relax a little bit. I love to unwind and chill out between like winter solstice and new year's. I don't really tend to do much work. Um, that's a time for me to kind of recuperate, rest, hang out with family, do some journaling, reflection and goal setting for the next year. You know, once I got into that space, I wasn't able to pull myself out of it. Um, and that lasted for several months that basically the first three months of 2021, I was just totally out of it. You know, people close to me were asking like, are you depressed? And I was like, I don't feel depressed. Like I don't feel sad. I was just burnt out. And it took me a while to realize, you know, fully what had happened. I was so burnt out because I had put all of myself into just these specific areas of life rather than, you know, broadening my horizons a little bit for the year and making sure I was kind of pinging back and forth between different areas of life, different goals. That was a really hard but important lesson for me to learn. So now I'm trying really hard to keep myself in check and make sure that I'm finding that balance of working equally in all areas of my life. As always, I bring it back to finding that balance though, right? So just like I'm saying that we need to make sure we're not focusing just on one thing to the detriment of everything else. On the other hand, I don't want to just, while I'm not going to work on just one goal at a time, I also know that it doesn't really make sense for me to try to work on all of my goals at the same time, because I have a lot of goals um, and it would just not be feasible. I'm, I'm going to be not making you know, much visible forward progress if I'm trying to do a little bit on everything all at once. And there are several different reasons for this that I'll explain um, using some real examples um, from some of my current goals to share with y'all. So one of the things I think is important to consider is that you're going to have goals um, that are going to build upon each other in such a way that completing one is going to better prepare you to tackle the next. So sometimes your goals might have prerequisites, um, kind of like when we were working up to more advanced classes in school, right? You know, you have to take the 101 class before you get to the 201 class. So one example that I can give you is that I would really love to get back into rock climbing again at some point, um, but I am still rehabbing an old injury that has really impacted my overall flexibility and range of motion. Those are two things that I really will need in order to make rock climbing enjoyable. I've actually gotten overzealous at points and I've gone out and tried to do rock climbing. And it's been very frustrating um, because my body literally can't do some of the things that I need it to do in order for me to enjoy this activity and to be successful at it and to do it in the way and to the extent that I want to be able to do. So, you know, it just didn't make sense for me to think about like, oh, like I, I'd love to be like, oh, I'm going to go get a membership at a rock climbing gym or go out and do bouldering and go on, you know, trips and do outdoor climbing and stuff again, too. It would be really frustrating and not feel like the best use of my time, money and energy because I'm not going to be successful at it right now. It's just not feasible. So instead, I need to walk that goal back and think, okay, well, if this is one of the end goals that I'm trying to get to, um, and I'm not able to really work on that right now, 
what are the other things I need to be doing prior to that? Because I'm not going to give up on this goal. Um, I'm still, you know, it's still on the list. It's still something I want to work towards and I want to be actively working towards it. Um, so you may not hear me talk about like, oh, I went rock climbing in 2022, but behind the scenes, there is work I can be doing so that maybe in 2023, I can actually say that. So I needed to figure out, okay, well, what are the baby steps to get myself there instead? So things like not very sexy stuff, but you know, not the fun stuff to post on Instagram, but doing daily flexibility work for my hips and ankles, um, doing, you know, foam rolling and stuff. So I've set some flexibility goals for myself um, with like specific tasks and positions that I want to be able to be comfortable in, because I know that once I've actually been able to achieve those goals, then I should actually be able to feel comfortable beginning to work on rock climbing again. Um, And like I said, to start climbing now would be at best would be a frustrating waste of my time. At worst, it could be a way for me to actually injure myself even more and put myself further away from attaining these goals. Yeah. So it's good to think about how do your goals build upon one another? You know, (laughs) one of the things I encourage people to do when, when you're doing goal setting is to kind of start off by doing like a brain dump first of just, you know, (laughs) free writing, you know, with pen and paper, or if typing works better for you, I like to free write these things out usually. And just doing, like I said, a brain dump, just jotting down anything that comes to mind that you're wanting to work on or work towards. And then once you have everything down, then you can kind of go through and start sorting it and kind of pulling similar goals and things together. And a lot of times when you do that, you'll see that there's maybe like a natural progression between some of your goals, um, for like things that you need to do in order to be successful at them. Um, I know a lot of folks that listen to this podcast maybe are doing like market gardening or have herbal businesses. And so, you know, maybe one of your bigger goals is that you want to be able to vend at a farmer's market. So there are some smaller, unfortunately, a lot of like smaller goals or tasks that you need to accomplish before you can do that. Right. So if you're starting a business, like things like liability insurance, you know, again, the not fun stuff we have to talk about. Um, So liability insurance or logo design or packaging or displays and things like that, you know, all the stuff you have to think about before you get to the farmer's market. Or, you know, if you're a market gardener, you actually have to have, you know, market vegetables to sell. So planning out and, you know, planning your garden for the year, getting things planted. If you're an herbalist, like a product maker, you know, actually coming up with your recipes and testing them out on, you know, friends and family to make sure that they're things you're proud of and want to stand behind before you even think about going out to, you know, set up shop, so to speak, to sell them to the public, you know, lots of things there, lots of baby steps. So um, if you're starting from, you know, scratch and your end goal is to, you know, vend at a market, you know, breaking it down into these other steps that you need to work on first, um, to make it a little bit less daunting and to also just lay out your path forward in a very clear way. So you have a really good grasp of like what exactly it is you need to get done, um, and, and accomplish. Another thing to think about is that, you know, after you've done this, like, you know, brain dump and kind of gone through and maybe grouped some things together, um, you know, similar goals and whatnot, it also might occur to you that some of your goals, it would be hard to work on at the same time. Um, one of the really obvious ones for me, when I look at my own goal list, um, has to do with like learning foreign languages. So for example, I've been working on learning Spanish for intermittently quite a while now, not making the progress I want to definitely time to get back to that. But also on my goal list is that I want to learn Arabic and Danish at some point, because those are the languages of uh, my ancestors on each side of my family. And so I would love to learn 
you know, three other languages basically, and, you know, hopefully more, but those are like the top three when I think about foreign language. But like, what would that look like if I was trying to learn all three of those languages at once right now? I mean, that would be very overwhelming. I think very confusing in my brain to try to keep all of those things, you know, organized and and straight because they're all very different languages. It's not like trying to learn, you know, Spanish, French, and Italian, like three romance languages at the same time. Okay. Um, So Spanish, Danish, and Arabic, it would be really hard to learn all three of those, you know, concurrently. It just wouldn't make sense. And I think that trying to do all of those things at once would slow me down in progress on all three of them as well. And so it makes more sense for me to say, okay, I'm going to work on Spanish right now once I feel good with that. And then I'm having regular established practice so that I'm keeping my knowledge. Then maybe I'll think about Arabic or Danish and, and trying one of those. I really would suggest looking at your goal lists, you know, like I said, grouping them together by things that either feel like they build upon one another, um, you know, that you need to do A before you go to B or C, or if you just have several goals that are separate from each other, but they're sort of in like the same category and you can group them together and then figuring out like, okay, um, I probably can't do all of these goals at the same time. Which one do I want to work on first? Which one do I want to prioritize? And that way you're like, okay, cool. Um, it doesn't mean that you're ignoring the other goals or that you're never going to achieve them, but you've just made the decision of, I'm not going to worry about these. So like, I'm not beating myself up right now because I'm not working to learn Danish or Arabic because I know I've made the choice to focus instead on learning Spanish. And once I have that under my belt and feel like I have good conversational fluency, then I'll move on to something else. Um, But that way you're not, you know, sweating it basically thinking about, oh, I have all these goals. I'm not even bothering to, you know, work on some of them. You don't need to feel that way. There's no need to pressure yourself because you've made the choice, you know, no, it doesn't make sense to work on this goal right now. And that's a really nice place to be. Finally, I think there are also just instances where I have goals that I could be working on at the same time um, and they don't necessarily build on each other, but it would just make more sense to work on one of them at a time uh, rather than spreading myself too thin. And you can probably guess from some of the things I've said, that's something I have always struggled with, you know, always wanting to take on too much too fast. And I know lots of y'all are probably in the same boat. And so that's a really hard lesson to learn. I'm constantly having to relearn it and kind of pull myself back and rein myself in a little bit and say, you know, no, like it's better to do 10 things well than a hundred things really poorly, or honestly, probably fewer than 10 things well, if we're being serious here. That's been a really hard thing for me to learn. And again, I'm constantly battling to remind myself of it and make sure that I'm sticking to that. This is especially true when I have several goals in the same area of my life. So thinking about like my herbal business, for instance, Always thinking about developing uh, new herbal offerings would be an example there for that. Um, I have, you know, a pretty lengthy list of different products that I, you know, hope and intend to make at some point um, and that, you know, I want to grow herbs for and develop and, and put out there to be able to offer to people. Even just looking at like one specific area of herbal products. So herbal teas, for instance, um, I have quite a few different types of tea collections that I want to work on and get out there. Um, You know, I have, you know, the tarot teas in the shop now based on the tarot cards. I've only gotten about, I've only gotten teas made for about half of the cards in the major arcana so far. And so I really like, that's a big goal for the year for me is I really want to finish developing and making the teas so that I can offer like the full set of cards there. 
I also have tons of other types and kinds of teas and especially like different collections of teas that I would love to make and have and be offering in the shop. But of course, each of those collections, it takes time to, you know, to formulate those, to taste test recipes, both myself and then having other people try them, designing packaging, you know, for each item, um, getting them all listed, you know, all of that takes like a lot of time. And it can be a really big, big venture to go into. And so thinking about that, it makes a lot more sense for me to fully develop and release one collection before starting on the next, instead of, you know, working to have a bunch of partially done collections where none of them are actually ready to put out there and be able to, you know, offer to people that just, you know, it doesn't make sense. So I think, you know, kind of the final step here is if you've done a big brain dump for yourself of what your goals are. And you've gone through and maybe kind of grouped them into, you know, categories or areas of your life, whether that's like work, home, business, um, hobbies, things to learn, places to travel, you know, whatever your categories might be, you know, to kind of sum up what we've talked about here today, going through, you know, make sure you've grouped them together and then figure out from those goals, like within each, you know, Uh, subheading or subgroup that you've made for your goals, what do you want to prioritize? You know, are there some goals that you really can't do until other goals have been completed? Okay, well then those, you know, you're going to focus on what are the initial first step goals? Those are the ones you want to be focused on. Do you have several goals in a category where you just know realistically it wouldn't make sense to try to work on more than one goal at a time here? Okay, great. So look at those and decide which one do you want to work on first and then let yourself off the hook with the rest. You're not, like I said, you're not giving up on them, but you're also acknowledging that you're not going to work on them right now. And that's totally fine. And then I think once you've kind of done that, you need to look at, you know, what have you highlighted or picked out for yourself and ask yourself then, is this too much? Is it feasible for me to be trying to work on X number of goals at the same time? Because, you know, only you really know what your time is like during the week, the month, the year. Um, what do you believe you can truly accomplish? What do you have time for? And here's the great news. If you narrow that list down, if say you've gone through your goal list and you've prioritized, you've grouped everything together, you've figured out, you know, what are the initial step goals that help you get, you know, further down the list and you've decided, okay, these are the ones I want to focus on. Let's say you've highlighted 10 of those as being goals of varying types and sizes that you want to tackle for 2022. I would encourage you to keep that list of 10, but then also underneath it, write, whittle that list down to five. Um, I would really encourage you to do that. It's difficult, I know, because I would love to just tell all of us and, and especially myself to just keep plugging away and to work on all 10 of those goals instead all of the time. But I would really encourage you to figure out what are the top five goals out of those 10, for instance, and decide, you know, and again, this number is arbitrary. Only you really know like what feels feasible to you or not. Um, But yeah, figure out, you know, what really is the top maybe five or six goals that you want to focus on for 2022. And here's the great thing. If you do start focusing on those five or six goals, you're going to look at this list again. You're not going to wait until the end of the year, right? You're going to keep coming back to this. You're going to keep checking in on it. I check on my lists at least monthly, if not more frequently. If you accomplish those five or six goals, well, then you know what to do after that, right? So you can work on the other goals from that list that you whittled it down from. So that list of 10 that you chose the five from, if you get those first five done, you can move on to the next ones. Um, Or if you had a goal that you were working on because it was sort of an initial step 
to help get you closer to another goal. Well, if you do that first step and you get that done now the way by, you know, March of this year or something, and you're like, well, I want to keep going. Okay, well, look down the rest of your goal list now. What was the next thing on the list? What's the next step for you to work on? No one's saying if you finish your list of five goals that, you know, you have to be done for the year, you can keep going. But I think it's better for us to start in a much smaller, more deliberate way um, so that we can be successful and say, hey, this is super awesome. I accomplished the goals that I set for myself. And now I'm going to go back for more. Now I'm going to go back to my list and pick out some new things to try rather than having a really big, overly ambitious list of goals. And then you get to the end of the year and maybe you did an amazing amount of stuff, but you're like, oh, I only got nine out of 10. That's still amazing. Um, (laughs) But you might not feel great about it because you didn't hit all 10 of your goals. So I think instead, start with a more reasonable number and then expand and build from there. Um, And make sure you're also celebrating your victories along the way. I think that's really important. And um, one thing a few of my friends do You know, I have accountability buddies in my life in all different forms, um, talking about our goals, you know, and being really vocal about like what it is I'm trying to accomplish, you know, sharing like my monthly goals with someone. I have a weekly accountability buddy that we've been doing this for several years, uh, where Sundays we text each other, you know, what are your top three goals for the coming week? How did you do last week with your goals? And we're also aware of like what our big goals are for the year. Um, I have other friends where we try to make it just sort of like a seasonal thing of getting together and celebrating ourselves of basically, hey, what did you accomplish over the last uh, quarter, the last season of, of this year? Because I think, especially as adults, like that doesn't always happen. We don't always get the chance, you know, especially for those of us that are like self-employed or, um, you know, working from home, you know, a lot of us are doing that now we don't always get the chance to really be seen and for our accomplishments to really be noticed and acknowledged. And, you know, it's just kind of nice to be able to do that. Um, You know, get together, have some cupcakes, brag on yourself, even if it's just to like two or three close friends and just get together and cheer each other on. You know, maybe that sounds silly, but I can tell you, you'll really enjoy it. And it's super fun. And who doesn't want just like a little bit more happiness in their life? You know, nothing wrong with that. Anyway, I hope that this was helpful for you. Hope your 2022 is already getting off to a really good start. Uh, Again, I'm so excited to be back here and podcasting with y'all again um, and sharing this with you. Already have some great guests lined up for the year and we're ready to hit the ground running. So this is one of my big goals for the year that I'm already making progress on was getting this podcast restarted and back in your ears. So thanks for hanging in there with me and for continuing to listen. As always, you can contact me with questions, comments, um, topics that you would like me to cover. My email is foxandelder at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, foxandelder. Also recently got on TikTok. Um, If you're into that, I definitely feel way too old to be on there, but making some little videos as we go, and we'll try that out. Um, If you want to support the show, you can check out the online farm store at foxandelder.com. Or you can also hop on over to Patreon. We're still doing our monthly full moon Philip zine, which comes to you as snail mail every month. Nice to get something in the mail besides bills. So yeah, check us out there and we'll be back again with a new episode for you real soon. Until next time, keep your hands dirty and your heart open. Mm